All right. It is September 2nd, 2022. Football which, season, baby. Which means we're actually recording this at almost 11 p.m. Mountain Time, which means it's only one more hour till week one of college football. At least the Saturday part officially starts. So yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm T. I'm with B. Yes, sir. What's up, B? Not much. Just hanging in there. Ready for some football. This is our first in studio. Yeah, we've been podcast recording. Yes. It's the first time we've done a podcast physically together. So Yeah. So this is gonna be big time. It's gonna be exciting. Let's see. But before we move on to college football, let's see if we can cover anything else that's happening in the sports world. Probably the biggest news here in Utah is Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland and the NBA. Going from the Jazz to the Cavs. And I believe it was Colin Sexton, Markinen, Agbaji, and three firsts. Yep, and then two pick swaps. And two pick swaps. So. Pretty big haul. So for Gobert and Mitchell, the Jazz got quite the haul. Yes. For those two guys. And there's probably going to be more trades to come with Conley and Bogdanovich. Potentially Bogdanovich. Yeah. And then uh, NFL, all I know is that Russell Wilson bought his $25 million mansion in Denver. So oh, yeah. it seems like he signed a five year extension too. Mm-hmm. And then Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. So. Basically, I'm just ready for something to get started. Yep, and tomorrow it gets started. College football's here. Um, Shout out to the Old Dominion Monarchs for beating Virginia Tech. (laughs) Because Virginia Tech absolutely sucks. They're terrible. They only have one sport that they can pride themselves on, and now they suck at that. So... Um, you know, everything is just downhill for them. They're screwed. Their coach is an idiot after one game. <laughs> they want him fired. It's it's just fantastic. It's just a meltdown going on in Blacksburg, Virginia, and I am here for it. Well, this is what I will say. So it wasn't Bronco Mendenhall's first game at UVA, a loss to to U of R to U yes. of R University of Richmond. Yes. So I feel like and then he was able to turn the program around yeah. a decent amount. So maybe it's just some growing pains, and Brent Price is just—he's just gonna try to implement his system and yeah, and tweak the things that need to be tweaked. But yeah, that was a hard one to watch. I, I just—I just hope his system doesn't also include not calling timeouts when ODU is about to score and leaving yourself no time. Yeah, that was that was an interesting tactic <laughs> that did not turn out well for him. <laughs> and Beamer Ball made an appearance tonight. Wow, yeah, the <laughs> the snap on the field goal over the head, that was pretty brutal. That was because funny. Virginia Tech's defense, I mean, they didn't, they weren't like bad. It's just their no, offense. No, they, they've got a good – I think they're going to have a decent defense. Their quarterback is – like is as good as some guy that they would have just grabbed off the street. Their quarterbacks are horrible. Do you think you or me could be a better QB one at tech than Grant Wells? Yes. <laughs> I think in in my memory of Virginia Tech football, this is definitely 
their worst quarterback, and it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, their offense is tough to watch. So yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully, our friend Tyler Dowdy is uh, rip. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Hopefully, he'll be able to. Get it's some okay. He's got the Commanders. He's got the Washington he never, Commanders. Who never let anybody down. True. So we're so, good. Let's stop uh, talking about Virginia Tech, though. Yeah, let's move on. I, I was going to say, I'm done with week zero. It was all right to have some football. It was all right. It was actually really great. It's fantastic, yeah. But it doesn't get me out of bed to watch Vanderbilt play Hawaii or Illinois play Wyoming. So it was but there was a good game in Nebraska Northwestern. Yeah, and so we're hoping that tomorrow hit West Virginia. That was tech. I mean, it's week one. Oh, true. But backyard brawl. That was an amazing game. That we don't have awesome. to. We don't have to stay on that for very long. But we'll get more into that in a bit. Yeah. So this is what we've decided to do moving forward. So this is week one. We're excited, and me and Ben. Throughout the college football season, want to pick certain games that we want to highlight, and we're going to keep a a point system. And at the end of the season, we're going to decide either a a prize for the winner or a punishment for the loser, or both, or both. So we will probably determine that. Maybe our listeners in Brussels will be able to help us out there. Maybe we come up with some cool ideas for yeah. for a punishment or a prize. So essentially what's going to happen is that we are going to highlight four games, the four top games, the headliners, and we will each pick two, but we're going to do a draft alternate style. So one of us will pick one of the games, and we're going to pick who we think is going to win based on the spread. So not not the winner, but necessarily. Not the winner necessarily. It. We can include the winner, but, but but the spread is what will count. Correct. And if you get it correct, you get one point. So out of the four games, we will each pick two. And then aside from that, me and Ben will each have three games that we will pick that we have picked and those won't overlap with each other correct so it will make sense as the college football season goes on and we will do a an analysis once the weekend is over but yeah let's uh let's talk about the four games just to preface it and then we can go into our individual picks here so i think the biggest games and I don't think anyone's going to argue with me on this one. Yeah. It's going to be Oregon, Georgia, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Arkansas. And then the fourth one isn't quite up to the hype as the other three, but it does, it's, 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 it's a good, it's a strong fourth. It's a definitely strong fourth, and it definitely is somewhat close to. Our hearts is Florida takes number seven Utah and Gainesville. So, yeah. uh, those are the four games, and I'm pretty excited. Honestly, I think it's it'll be nice to see what Georgia will look like post national championship season. 
It will be fun to see Oregon and Bo Nix in action. I, will, I as, as well as many others, am curious to see how good Utah really is. As previously stated in earlier episodes, I think they're very overrated. But we will just see. And then Cincinnati, Arkansas, that's going to be a fun matchup. That's a 19 versus 23 ranked Mm -hmm. matchup. So these are just some solid games, some solid teams going at each other this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so do you want to get started? We're going to start off, I believe, with the headliners with the draft. This week, Tyler's going to have picks one and three and all of two and four. So I'll let him unveil his first pick. Yeah, basically, I will pick the first game out of the four that I want to go towards me scoring my first potential point. Um, It's obvious. I'm picking Florida. Yeah. To not only outright beat Utah, but I believe the spread is Utah minus two and a half. So even if Utah wins by two or less. Oh, excuse me. I was going to say um, if they win by a field goal. But that's basically yeah. what Vegas is saying is that Utah is going to win by a field goal. Yeah. And I think the only way Utah will win is if they get a two-point conversion and instead of kicking the extra point. That's what I think. Um, but in my mind, Utah – it's just not as good as people think they are, you know? And But I'm very curious to see if they do either live up to the hype that they're getting or if they disappoint and see what happens there. I think Florida may not be the better team, but I think they have a better chance in Gainesville than Utah does. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, also, I think it's worth noting that there is a unranked team going against the number seven team in the country, and the spread is only two and a half, which means that Vegas really does not believe that Utah is all that good, and neither do we. So it works out. Yeah. Um, so that's my first pick. So that means Ben has to pick one of the other three for his for the second pick here. Yeah, since that's off the board, that probably would have been my number one as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Ohio State-Notre Dame game, and I am taking Ohio State favored by 16 points. Um, That seems like a big number, but when you really think about it, um, I mean, could you see a scenario in which Ohio State wins 41-21? I think that's very possible. Um, I don't believe in Notre Dame. Apparently, they got a lot better, even though everyone forgot that they still don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback play last year was not great. Um, They return a lot outside of Kyle Hamilton, but they're um, missing their running back who left for the NFL. So now their running back is Richmond native, local Chris Tyree. Um, He's a good running back, but... Ohio State just has too many weapons. C.J. Stroud, Travion Henderson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, Harrison, Marvin Harrison's son. It's just they're, they're going to be too too much, especially in Ohio State. 
Brawny's going to be there, bro. It's just <laughs> it's just going to go downhill. I think Ohio State wins. They win big. I also think people forget the fact that Notre Dame has a new coach in Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Even though he's from Notre Dame and they – not upgrade, but they promoted him from, I believe, defensive coordinator to head coach. Yeah. So – it's not a huge change, but it's still going to be some training wheels and trying to get used to manning his own team and playing as Ohio State. That's not an easy task. Nope, not <laughs> to at handle all. There, uh, right along the lines of that, I'm going to take Georgia over Oregon. The spread is minus sixteen and a half. Oregon's ranked 11th, which I think is valiant. And I don't think they're a bad team per se, but to have your first game be against Georgia, it's tough. That's just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. And I think Bo Nix actually has a decent game, but I think Georgia just dominates and it's more of a – 17 to 38, where Oregon yeah. is able to put points. Maybe they're competitive in the first quarter, but they run out of gas. And Stetson Bennett and company take over yeah. and mess with everyone thinking, like, oh, because they beat Oregon, they're going to be repeat national champions. But I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Personally, but. I think Georgia handles Oregon by at least 17. Yeah, I I think that's where I would have leaned in that case as well. Just Georgia. Well, Oregon, something that I find interesting is their head coach, Dan Lanning, was Georgia's defensive coordinator last year. Mm. So that'll be interesting, but I don't think it matters. Georgia loses a lot, a ton from last year. I don't really think it matters. Georgia's... Georgia's along those Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama lines at this point where they just reload. Yeah. So there's no rebuild there. No. Um, so that leaves me with Cincinnati, Arkansas, and I am going with Arkansas minus six and a half here. I think Arkansas wins by a touchdown. I see that the game is in Arkansas. I just don't I don't feel very strongly about either of these teams. I think when it's all said and done, neither of these teams are in the top 25. But I think that Arkansas wins because Cincinnati is replacing a ton. Cincinnati's replacing their top corners, top two corners. They lost their quarterback in Desmond Ritter. I need to fact check this, but I think they might have lost their running back, Jerome Ford, as well, who was a good – He yes, he is with the Browns now. So I just don't see how they can compete with a top 25 team in Arkansas, especially in Arkansas. When Arkansas is a good returning quarterback in KJ Jefferson, they return a lot. Um, They have some positive momentum going for them. I still think they kind of end up disappointing in terms of the grand scheme of things. But when it comes to Cincinnati, I think they're able to win by a touchdown. I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend. I think so too. Apart from and Utah, this, Florida, maybe. Apart from, I think Utah, Florida will be a good game. But personally, I don't think 
and it was going to be the backyard brawl. That was a fun yeah. game. Yeah. So I, while we move on to our three picks now. Yeah. So now we have picked our two from the four headliners. Yeah. But now we individually have three games. Yeah. One of yours, which, although we are recording this Friday night, Ben did text me Thursday before the West Virginia pick game saying that he was going to take West Virginia plus seven and a half. Plus seven yeah. and a half. Plus seven and a half for Sweet the spread. And yeah, they did. But man, that's so disappointing with Ford Wheaton. Having yeah. such a fantastic game. That and dude is amazing. JT Daniels throwing him a good pass. Yeah. I was right on the money. Just that tie game, final couple minutes in Pittsburgh, just to have it be tipped and returned for a touchdown for a yeah. pick six. That ends up winning the game. It was an so. incredible game. Such a fun game. I just personally don't see the hype of Pitt this year. I don't believe in their head coach. I'm not a Pat Narduzzi guy. Uh, he had comments this offseason talking about how disappointed he was with their offense last year because they threw the ball too much. Talking about a offense that got them to a um, New Year's New Year six. six Bowl, won an ACC championship, but they didn't run the ball and play defense, so it's not good. He's just old school. Um, because of his old school ways, his top wide receiver left. His quarterback isn't all that good. I just, I'm just not a big believer in Pitt. That's why I went with West Virginia. I didn't know too much about West Virginia besides the fact that JT Daniels was their quarterback. Something that gets forgotten about. Yeah, Ford Wheaton is an absolute beast. He unfortunately had that one mistake that cost them the game. They had nine receptions, 97 yards, two touchdowns, which was pretty impressive, along with their running back play. Something that got forgotten about was C.J. Donaldson, their running back, who was, is 6'2", 240, had seven carries for 125 yards and a touchdown. His longest run being 44, which meant that he was just breaking off long runs every time he got it. And he also blocks the punt. Early in the game, correct? Or was that a different number twelve? I think I think it might have been him. And then Ford Wheaton also had this really nice tackle, nice play on special teams. Well. Yeah. One thing about West Virginia though is that that offensive line cannot protect JT Daniels. Yes, they could run block some. It's hard to tell how effective their run blocking was. Was it that, or was it the fact that they had a beast at running back? feel like that's kind of to be determined. But, yeah, when it came to protecting JT Daniels, they did a really poor job. A lot of those passes were JT Daniels dropping back, chucking the ball up, and then Ford Wheaton just going and getting it. So I think it's hard to analyze how JT Daniels did. I think he did fine, but he just kind of had to chuck the ball up there. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But – Nonetheless, that was a great game. And that is, yep. that was one of your three picks. So you yes. – congratulations, Ben. Already 1-0. You're, you have one point. Zero. You have one point. But we will see how, how we'll end up after this weekend. So why don't you give us your other two picks? 
Sounds good. So one of them, I'm going with the Appalachian State UNC game. For those who know me personally, they know my disdain for UNC, which I am definitely biased in picking this game. But I think Appalachian State, who is favored over UNC, covers that spread. I say they win by a field goal. Appalachian State is one of the scariest G5 teams that you can face. Their quarterback, Chase Bryce, is really good. He was the backup quarterback at Clemson when Trevor Lawrence went down. Chase Bryce came in and won a game for him against NC State in 2018. I remember being really impressed with him. He's done a great job over at App State. I think that it being at App State gives a lot of advantage to them. I really don't believe in this UNC team. I think that, you know, they're a decent team, but they lose Sam Howell. That's huge. Uh, Drake May, uh, brother of Luke May, I think is decent. He's a highly regarded player, but he's a freshman. And I just could see this one going Appalachian State's way. So I'm going with App State, minus one and a half. I also think Appalachian State is going to compete. But I, when I, when we were talking about our games, and I had also picked that game, but then I let you have it. I I had UNC. You did. I did because I I just think there's just too much talent. Week one, you never know in week one. Yeah. So more of my gut feeling, like we all know, you're more actual analysis. I'm just more, oh, this is what I think based yeah. on whatever trends. That was plenty of how I feel uh, <laughs> that because too. I don't like UNC. Yeah. So that kind of influenced it. I'm trying to kind of keep that out. I thought that was kind of a fun one to go with. Before it, I thought Appalachian State, I love them as an underdog. I was like, oh, I'm going to take Appalachian State they're as a fun an underdog. Team. And then I was like, oh, they're favored. Yeah. That's awkward, but I'm still going with them. Uh, it's hard not to like Appalachian State. I, I agree. Sure. And then yeah. should I go with my third? Yeah, and then I'll just let you have your uh-huh. three after that. Go for it. So I am going to go with LSU minus three and a half against Florida State. I think Brian Kelly is going to bring them. Coach Orgeron, of course, you know, brought one of the best teams in college football history to LSU, but otherwise kind of brought inconsistency. There's a lot of frustration with just underperforming with the amount of talent that they had. I think that LSU, Brian Kelly is able to get more out of them. I think that they have a decent quarterback. Um, I don't believe that they've announced the quarterback. They may have. But I am assuming their quarterback is going to be Jaden Daniels, who was the quarterback for Arizona State last year. And he is pretty good. He's a pretty good quarterback. They just have a lot more talent. Florida State is, in my opinion, kind of a worse version of LSU. They have some talent. But honestly, at this point, not even that much. Florida State, I've you haven't been able to trust them or think honestly much of them in in years. They've been pretty they've been pretty much a joke for years. And I don't expect that to change right now. I'm gonna go with LSU. Oh. I think my family down in Baton Rouge would appreciate that as well. Good. So that's what I was going for. Perfect. 
But nice. All right. So we got you already have your one with West Virginia covering spread, and you're going App State and LSU. That's yep. That's uh, yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. So, uh, I'll I'll start off with mine. My first one, honestly, is not all that interesting because the first couple weeks of college football always tend to be like a really good team versus a really crappy team. Yeah. Or you get like a head-on-head amazing matchup like Notre Dame, Ohio State, kind of yeah. top-ranked teams. But we already dove into that. But yeah. my first one was Louisville against Syracuse. Uh, the spread is Louisville minus five. and That could be a sneaky pretty good game. Yeah, they have uh, – I'm taking Louisville on that one, I think. Okay. I think they win for a number of reasons. Uh, I like Cunningham. Cunningham's good. Uh, he's one of those he's still around kind of guys. Yeah, you know he's he hasn't graduated yet. Correct. He's good. Um, I'm also just looking back. It's a win they, now year for him. They they beat Syracuse last year, forty one to three or forty four to three or wow. something. They crushed Ooh. Syracuse and. Cunningham not only threw for four touchdowns, but ran for one. So I had five total touchdowns. So I think on top of that, Syracuse with some new coaching personnel. Again, week one, you're figuring out and you're figuring out your offense or your defense, your system, your flow, your players, your rotation. And I think Louisville already has that going for them. And you can buy tickets for as low as $4 to this game. So if anyone's in the Syracuse area. Yeah, it's at the Carrier Dome, so it yeah. checks out. <laughs> Place is massive. So it's uh, that that would be a cheap, cheap day. You know, take the kids out, take the wife out, you know, to the Syracuse game. Oh, yeah. But I think Louisville, it's minus five. I think they win by – 17. I think Dang, not, giving, not giving Robert and I the respect. Not I giving think, him his flowers, bro. I love Robert and I. For and John Beck, bro. And what he did for BYU, but I think this is a tough first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't disagree. So, I think it could be intriguing. The reason I think it could be intriguing is because I like Syracuse's offensive staff because, you know, a lot of Virginia fans complained about Robert and I and stuff which I will then respond to is, you know, he brought top 10 offenses, create, had three fantastic quarterbacks. So, but it, that takes time. Yeah. This is game one of a head coach. who's also on the hot seat. So I kind of like that. It's, I think that's a good thing. It's like a Louisville 42, Syracuse 21, yeah. 28 kind of deal. That would yeah. be my guess. So yeah. that's my first pick. My second pick, I'm going to take the UTSA versus Houston game. Uh, Houston's at minus four, and I'm taking UTSA. Ooh, I Ooh. I think Houston. Oh, this is the thing about Texas San Antonio is that they've been good these past couple of years. They have been. They have blossomed into a respectable program and they find they find ways to be ranked. Mm-hmm. I think UTSA not only beats 
Houston, but they give Texas a game when they play Texas in a week or two. I love it. That, that'd be fun. And so I think with Houston, you know, I I don't know a ton about Houston, admittingly. I just think, um, you know, Holgerson yep. is weighing over his head. Ooh. And that he's not going to take this game seriously. And I think UTSA is going to come out on top. That's the Roadrunners. I love it. Um, Roadrunners and what's the quarterback's name? Franklin Harris? Frank Harris? I don't I actually think, know off the top of my head, but... I think that's his name. I think he brings something unique that Houston isn't accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And I believe Toon is still the quarterback. Yep. That dude's been there forever as well. Um, he's fine, you know. Yeah, he's he's just such a Case Keenum. Uh, Case Keenum was a beast. Yeah, uh, Kevin Cole, I'm just looking at these past QBs. Yeah. He just totally fits right in with them. So, yeah. Um, and I think people are going to pack the stands there in San Antonio. It's at UTSA. UTSA. So, that's fine. I think UTSA wins by three. Okay. I think, I think it'll be in the mid twenties. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Then my last game is, Oregon State, they're going to play Boise. They play in Corvallis. And the spread is minus two and a half. For who? Oregon State. And I'm taking Oregon State because I not only personally hate Boise and I just can't find it in me to pick them, but I genuinely feel that – Boise State is not that good. Maybe it's just like a bias with me and BYU and just like our rivals, whether it's Utah State. Or I mean, Boise they State. haven't been good. Yeah. Uh, last well, last year they weren't. During COVID, they were okay. They're pretty good. And then the year before, they were pretty good too. Um, they're ranked until BYU and Baylor Romney beat them. But I, yeah, I, I think they do return a lot. From last year's team, but besides beating BYU, they weren't all that great. Yeah. So, and I have some, I made some good friends up there in Oregon, Washington area, and they're very high on Trey Lowe, the running back. Gotcha. At Oregon State. Uh, and so I think that game, uh, it's going to be a battle of the Pacific Northwest. And I think. Actually, I, I said it was in Corvallis, but there's a part of me that doesn't think it is for some reason. So smurfed her? And no, it's not in Boise. I think it's it might be neutral. But I will double check that real quick. It, Either way, I, I'm assuming you're sticking with your guns. Yeah, sorry. It's in Corvallis. So I was okay, right. cool. Yeah, I'm sticking with my guns. Yeah, Who's the quarterback of Boise? It's not Bachmeyer still, is it? I think it might be. Gosh. And he wears number 19. That's such a horrible That was a number. terrible quarterback number. 
That's just I hate that. So that is terrible. And I I think Oregon State is a likable Pac twelve team. I think so. They're kind of them. I I throw Washington State in there as well. Just yeah. kinda like especially with all the realignment stuff. They're teams that could potentially get screwed over yeah. if things were to go south. So yeah. Good for them. Yeah. So those are my three picks. Cool. And so for ev- again, we're gonna repeat this. For every pick that we get right, we just get one point. Yep. So you get a max of five points every week. Ben's already at one. Mm-hmm. Again, I can confirm that he did text me before the backyard brawl. Yeah. Giving me his West Virginia pick. So I already said what I think the most entertaining game of the weekend will be. It's either going to be Cincinnati, Arkansas, or Utah, Florida. I but, agree. I'm with you. Okay. Nothing much there. And I think other than that, I'm just antsy, man. I'm antsy for football. I'm excited. I am too. It's about time. And, oh, hey, I personally decide not to do BYU because I can't. I will not root for BYU in spreads because I just want them to outright win. Yeah, every game. BYU. Bro, they're they're gonna have to be in the in the headlining four games next week, though. For sure, because but this week this was a we're we're trying to to incorporate more fan bases. Yes, and also not include our own all the time. Treat them, treat our own teams and the teams that we hate like any other team. I objectively, I think we both objectively believe that. Floors, yes. Even without, even putting bias aside, um, the one thing that's slightly biased was, I think, for him, Boise State. For me, UNC. But it I think we out. both genuinely think they're both kind of toss-up games anyway. We went. I. It, they're not crazy picks. That's what drew me to them was my biases against them. But then I was able to make an objective pick. I'm not afraid to pick for, pick Tech, pick UNC, pick Utah. Pick those teams. I, I will. I uh, promise. I, I hope Utah loses every game. I do too. But... And, that, and that they suffer, the fans. But if I think they're going to beat USC in a headlining game, I'll, I'll say that. That's, yeah. I guess that's fair. I think I will get more – I'll get more perspective and a better – Yeah. A better taste yeah. once we I can, actually see them. I'm we, just... can, we, can hopefully, we can hopefully also kind of, you know – Call out each other if we feel like we're going a little too far with the bias. I never go too far. I will let you know if you do. I know. Well, I won't because I never do. Everything I say is true regarding BYU and Utah. Utah. Okay, so, fair enough. Well, but, I think that we're starting to go off the rails. So we always do. Yeah. But anyways, I'm excited. BYU plays in Tampa tomorrow against South Florida. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit. I think. Good teams win this game, solidly. Yeah, I'm just excited to see BYU's offense, mm-hmm. and we we return 85% production. Yeah. And although we face a former Baylor QB and Gary Bohannon. Yeah, and we may have zero wide receivers on the roster tomorrow, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. I, I like the depth that we have there. And so. then hopefully, assuming that BYU wins – that it will be a really, really fun game next week. Here in Provo against Baylor. So 
Is that all? I think that's all. Is that that's all a, I have? Is that week one predictions? That's week one predictions. Week one predictions. We'll have to come and we're gonna talk about it further, but I see no reason why we wouldn't do a similar thing at least for the NFL. We could. I am definitely down. We should. That I just that's gonna be a lot. It is a lot. We'll just we're go. We'll just potting. go quicker. We'll just go quicker. We're just gonna be potting like crazy. Yeah. We're gonna be like peas because we're potting so much. Yeah. We'll just we'll just go quicker with the explanations. Not yeah. Not as much, and I think we can make it happen. Yeah. And plus my and I'll rant about my fantasy team. So anyway, we'll, we're gonna sign off here, and I hope everyone has a great great Saturday tomorrow. Yep. Call and a great weekend. Back. Don't forget Clemson plays Georgia Tech on Labor Day. Yep. Everyone's going to be pumped for that one. So, anyway, B&T signing off.